Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Theater of Football. I'm Mike Hodum. Today, I'm joined by Patrick Heinrich. Hey, everybody. And also by Jeremy Forbes. Hey, everyone. Well, I want to get right into it. Um, after the after West Ham, uh, the West Ham draw yesterday for United, uh, I, to me, it went to show how pivotal a player Luke Shaw is in our squad and in our good run of form. So I'm going to start with you, Patrick. Uh, do you see Luke Shaw in a similar light? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think uh, Luke Shaw um, is integral um, in the attack. Um, and I definitely think that his absence has been missed full, fully. Um, and I think to all the, the uh, people who, um, you know, over the last six or seven months, um, periodically put down Shaw's performance and you know, on the grander scale, um, I think are seeing that his absence is being missed in our attacking formation and in the rhythm that we develop. Um, and I think that, um, you know, if he is able to play um, against Leicester this Sunday, I think that would be um, put us in a much better position. But I agree, his absence is noticeable. Definitely, um, Jeremy. Do you do you have anything to add? Um, I think in regards to Luke Shaw, I have been one of those uh, individuals that have been up and down in regards to him. I've been uh, increasingly frustrated throughout the years with uh, his. Uh, injury proneness to his lack of being able to stay at a high level fitness thing. But at the end of the day, if he's doing well right now, I'm happy for him. And, um, and, and yes, I can see where he's been significantly helping the team uh, this season, probably more, I would say from the restart. So in that regard, sometimes it is a bad kind of the bad luck of the draw or bad luck if a player has not been having the best of times, but then refound form and they get knocked back by an injury. Yeah, you brought up a good point. His injury record is frustrating for a lot yeah. of us because uh, it seems like when he gets a good run of games going, uh, you start to see what he can bring to the table. Um, I don't think he's the greatest defensive left back, and, and I don't think he's the greatest attacking left back either but he does both well enough that right now um his width is willing to constantly overlap like you said patrick and in, in our attack uh, to constantly overlap rashford on that left hand yeah. side gives us that extra option and uh and brandon williams quite frankly he's a right-footed left back so he's not going to be as keen to get around rashford and get to the byline onto his left foot mm -hmm. um which is weaker foot so um, kind of keeping on the Luke Shaw train here, um, he was always said before the West Ham game that uh, he thought Luke Shaw might play a role. Uh, he ended up not even being on the bench. Um, going into Sunday, if Luke Shaw is at all fit, given the, the ramifications of Sunday's match, if he can at all play, would like even if there's consideration that he could re-injure himself, would you put him in the lineup? I would. Yeah, I would. Patrick, throw it sorry, Patrick. Yeah, 
<laughs> well, we both agree. <laughs> we both agree. We we definitely start him. Um, I think just because it's the last game of the uh, Premier League season, I think it's okay, to, uh, uh, you know, to risk a possible re-injury just to put him in with the amount that he's adding to the game. What do you, what did you say, Jeremy? You agreed too? Yeah, I would I would agree to start him. Uh, I would I think that that's that would be the best option to go with, even if sadly it might hurt in some other area in the future for us. I think this game is a make or break pretty much for our club's continued positive projection and direction. We're at a we're at a very um a very almost like a delicate time right now for the club. Mm-hmm. We have so many positive uh, things that we could see going forward, but we have so many blaring things that if they don't get righted, it could just tip the scale in the other direction very quickly. So I think a game like this where you can ultimately, you know, push the club back into um, – you know, the Champions League, uh, you know, talk, uh, that that helps from not only a financial perspective, but a very kind of emotional perspective, which the, which the players desperately need and the club needs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is important to keep in mind that we would still have the Europa League potentially as – <laughs> a backup plan <laughs> the fallback right <laughs> but to jeremy's point if if we if we can clench it on sunday that gives you an extra three weeks to plan for transfers because your transfer uh activity is going to change drastically uh depending upon whether you qualify for the champions league or europa league mm-hmm. right yeah and if you're waiting for europa like at the end of the day, that will detriment, like you said, the transfer thing. Because even if we're looked at as favorites for that, that's still not going to convince players to seal the seal transfers earlier. It would just drag out the the, the, the market for us, which is not what we need right now. Yeah. Uh, definitely not. Um, and, uh, yeah, with how Wood, Woodward negotiates, we don't need any – added time uh, or any less time for him oh to get a deal goodness. done. <laughs> <laughs> or any but, uh, less well, incentive for players to come. <laughs> he's like an old person in a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> hurry up, Woodward, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he'll get, he'd get kicked out of Myers uh, t- 10 minutes <laughs> from closing time. <laughs> Um, but uh, staying on on Sunday's game here, uh, what given the last few mat, well, especially the last two matches, like, are you guys, uh, are, what what are you expecting? Because I'm all over the map as to 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 what I expect. I'll start with you this time, Jeremy. Um, yeah, I think I fall into a pretty much a similar category as you. Um. I think, like I was saying before, in regards to what will happen from from a transfer perspective, I think uh, the club 
has a lot of positive things going on right now. But I think there's also a lot of pressure. Um, and usually, like you said, like a true champion should should uh, should relish the thought of pressure instead of crumbling under it. Mm-hmm. But I think because the club is at such a delicate kind of point right now, um, we don't have as much kind of to fall back on. Because in the times of Sir Alex Ferguson, when the club was was at uh, pressure points, they could look back upon times when they overcame and conquered that pressure and could use that as motivation. But if we're talking about right now, there's not a lot of that that can be done from this current club so, or this current set of players. Like, there's not a lot of past pressure experiences that they can use to say, we overcame during this moment of pressure. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's important that, um, that, the, that the club kind of has some, some, some further growth uh, player growth from 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 a, an emotional standpoint, from a trust standpoint, and I just think it's just the timing. Like how how well we did out of the blocks when when the league restarted. If we were able to not have that continued pressure to be doing this amount of run of games constantly, I think that would have still been the case, but would have also built up a little bit more kind of uh, toughness in regards to uh, consistency so we wouldn't be all over the place right now. Okay, well, well all, everything you said was, I agree with, it's good points, but so all of that, how does that lead you into what, what do you expect on Sunday? I expect us to come out shaky, but I have faith that there can be brilliance from one or two players here and there where, and I actually do believe that the club now, unlike in other seasons, have this thought in their minds that we can get goals and we can get goals out of nowhere. So even if they do come out shaky and maybe we lose a goal, that that won't derail the team. God, God, I hope we don't fall behind. Yeah. (laughs) With that being said, if it happened, I would rather it happen earlier on in the game. You don't uh-huh. want it to happen <laughs> past the 70th minute. That's not going to work. Yeah, yeah. I don't want it to happen at all. I don't, I don't care <laughs> if it's the first minute or the 90th minute. I don't want it to happen at all. It's already going to be a nerve-wracking three days leading up to uh, the end of that match on Sunday. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, sadly, to, sadly to say, though, I think that that would be uh, a healthier option for the for the club than the other option. What's the other option? The other option is uh, that um, the game is kind of like just blah, and then um, Leicester City gets something in like the 70th minute. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, of course, it's better that you, if, if we give up a goal to score earlier. I, I mean, I'm, I agree with you there, but I don't. I, I really, I just, I don't want us conceding. I don't want us falling behind at all. That's, that's my point. 
Like I don't care when when it is. I, I don't. That's I don't want that. But we played, we played drastically better in the last last three games when we have been put under the pressure of actually losing a goal. Chelsea. No, not that one. But um, <laughs> Bournemouth. I. Yeah, I I see where you're coming from, Jeremy. I know I, I think that we've definitely like excelled in some situations where we've been a goal down and we've seen, you know, our team come back and Rashford and Martial and Fernandez coming in and scoring and getting points. But I like gave them a kick up the butt. Yeah, but I, I think I don't know, something is a little different for me even in the last three games. Like they don't seem they don't seem confident that they can do that again. Like, I, I, I think if we go one, I think if we go, if, if, if Lester scores early in the game on Sunday, I think the best we can hope for is another goal and a draw. I don't think we can muster up another point after that. If we go, if we go down early. Yeah, that, that's, I guess, Patrick kind of, explained it best what I was thinking too was that the Jeremy you're right the Bournemouth response was great even the 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 Southampton response was good before we ultimately conceded uh in, in stoppage time but um and even this and, last and, game and what's that and even this last game with Greenwood I but, mean in but we didn't respond well after we fell behind. I didn't think we responded well at all in that game. I thought that goal kind of came out of nothing, to be honest. I mean, it was some brilliance between combination play between Greenwood and Martial. I didn't think we really did anything better. We created that one opportunity, and Greenwood was what we've come to expect to be clinical. Um, but I didn't think the response, even though we got the goal back, was that good because – um, I didn't think we played much better before that goal, and I and I thought we played just as bad after the goal. Um, it's just yeah. what it's just what um, I think you you were saying too that we have the confidence that all of a sudden we can score a goal, but I don't want us to rely on that. Um, I don't mm -hmm. want us to fall behind a goal, and I don't think us falling behind a goal is necessarily a kick up the backside anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well. I and I, I think, you know, like in, in Burnmouth, like you said, uh, also another example was Southampton in that game too, um, where we went down early in a goal. I mean, the, the response was immediate. Like mm -hmm. we came back, we strung together some great plays and put a, put a ball in the net, like in the next like 10 minutes after they score the goal or less than 10 minutes. That you did not see in the West Ham game. Well, the, to be fair, as well, the the West Ham goal was right on the stroke. Oh, right at the end. Yeah. So yeah, the, you weren't going to get that immediate response. But even like the period leading up to Greenwood's goal, I didn't think we did much at all. And after that, I thought West Ham were the better side. They they looked more likely to get the winner. Yeah, and um, certainly not in the Chelsea game. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, the Chelsea game that was just dire. Um, and and yeah, that was that was bad. So I think I think Jeremy, you're right that. It has been a good wake-up call in matches two weeks ago. Match two weeks ago, Southampton, Bournemouth, that helped us out. But I don't want us to. I don't. I don't want us to to need that on Sunday. And I don't. And I think if we do get it, it's not going to be the right 
uh, I think heads will drop and, and the players won't pick up their, their intensity. I think it could be tough. I mean, we could get back into it, like you were saying, with individual brilliance from Martial and Greenwood combining like they did against West Ham. But um, it could also mean, you know, Leicester still have, you know, Jamie Vardy on the pitch and uh, a couple other decent players going forward. So uh, who also like to play on the break. So if we have a lot of possession of doing nothing, we could leave ourselves exposed and it could end up being two or three. So I, I don't, I, I really think we need to do our best to keep things as tight as possible at the back. Even I, I'm not saying park the bus, but we can't, we don't, I don't think we need to, we can approach the game expansively. I'm looking forward to Lester continuing their streak of own goals. Um, <laughs> and I hope that comes through and uh, help us. Donnie Evans, brilliant. <laughs> what? Maybe, maybe he'll get a couple of those cards you should have gotten in the last game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Lester might be improved if Johnny Evans gets uh, sent off. <laughs> yeah. That might free them up to to do some damage. I'd say yeah. it's about time that Johnny Evans gets another goal for United. I mean. It's only been, you know, 10 years, right? That's right. I don't think he got enough for us when he was on our books, so he should, yeah. he should get one for us on Sunday. No. Darn straight. Now, hopefully, no. hopefully, hopefully Martial or, or Rashford scores a hat trick or something. Greenwood, I don't know. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it would be a perfect situation because I think um, – some of these last two games, uh, there's been a little bit of, bit off in regards to Rashford. So if he could get on this game, even if one of the other players goes off, I think that would be a great, great thing to happen. You bring up a good point because Rashford has been off the past couple games. And Patrice Evra actually went in on Rashford after the West Ham game saying because because his fellow pundits were going in on Pogba for doing this oh. and blocking the ball and he and Evra is of course a a, a friend of Pogba's and so he wanted to de- deflect attention and he goes in on Rashford saying that his performances aren't good enough uh, I think I'm paraphrasing but his performance basically wasn't good enough and that if he wants to be the the true you know, talisman or leader of United, he needs to do better. So, uh, I mean, does that I, – I, watching that game, I thought it, maybe there were two players that were decent, Martial and Greenwood, and besides that, no one really covered themselves in glory. Um, does it really – is it really beneficial that we have ex-players bickering over which player to blame for this? <laughs> no, not really. Not really. I think that's – I think I think that can make the situation worse because for as much as you want to tell people, don't be emotional, uh, be a professional and just focus on what what you need to do. Like we live in a vicious age where without fail, sometimes, you know, we, we will come across these things in the news and we'll hear these things and it will it will get to us. We're human, We're human beings. We are. As much as they get paid, they're emotional and they're human beings as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's why Evra wanted to 
defend his friend Pogba, but he took it the wrong. I mean, he, he his approach was not good to, to to blame another player. He should have his approach should have been what we're thinking. Hey, none of those players were that the whole collective was was poor today, or you know, yeah, against but West Ham, and then also on on Sunday against Chelsea. So yeah. it's just not good enough from the whole team. Yeah. My my, my issue with my issue with Pogba though is this that when it comes down to him, for as much as he has asked for, for as much as he has demanded, for as much as he is a superstar, his maturity with us as a club, only with us specifically as a club, has been extremely poor extremely poor like for a star of that size i don't care like if you're a pretty boy not a pretty boy take it on the face like that's what it is that's what the job is <laughs> yeah um don't duck and throw your hands up <laughs> that's all yeah, exactly just duck, just you know just make an executive decision and just get the heck out of the way don't bring your hands into it just duck yeah, right. right. <laughs> and hope that hope Tejas sees it and can save it. Yeah. Um, to your point about Pogba, I think he gets some stick that's not fair because of what his agent says, and he doesn't necessarily come out and refute it. But you have an excellent point because you could see it in the past few games. He, he had mistakes. Uh, what was it? The, the the was it the Southampton game where he gave the ball away cheaply for their yeah. first goal. And, yeah. and where, where he thought he could turn where he was, you know, tw oh, 25 yards from our own goal yeah. and just dribble straight forward, not thinking somebody would close him down. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you have this now. And for a player whose rumblings in the background, maybe he's not saying it, but the rumblings are he wants to play for a bigger club. Well, you could argue he's cost us four points in the past three league games, right? Yeah. So um, that – is it'd be one thing if he wasn't influencing games, but when you're actively creating the problem that's leading us to lose points, mm -hmm. uh, it'll be interesting to see now if we lose to Leicester on Sunday and, and Chelsea get a result against Wolves, if he suddenly isn't happy at United and wants to, to leave again. Because to oh, me... He would. He, that's the sad because, part, he would. Because... Yeah, I mean, he, he might. I, I'm not, I'm not going to say one way or another. His, 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 now, his agent will definitely come out and say, oh, he needs a bigger club. Uh, yeah, but well, it's just posturing. Yeah, but it's very difficult. It's very disappointing, I should say, if, if he wants if – if he ends up leaving after this year and we don't have Champions League football yeah. and he committed, two, he committed two huge errors that led to us – not getting four points. So yeah. if you just commit one of those errors, maybe we get two other points and we're sitting a little bit prettier. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's 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 where where that's at. So uh, <laughs> that's an that's an excellent point, Jeremy. Because uh, as far as uh, I think, he gets flack for his social media uh, presence, which isn't warranted. The flack, I mean. Um, isn't warranted you know if he wants to be active on social media fine but if you do that he needs to perform on the pitch and not do stupid things like he did uh, against West 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very immature as uh, supposedly a superstar in this sport. It's very immature. It's very uh uh simple. Like that's that's a routine type simple mistake for a player that isn't, you know, supposed to be one of the top players in the world. Right. Top players in the yeah. world shouldn't be doing that. Well, that's 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 actually funny you say that cuz It'd be hard for me to find a, a player in the championship or League One who would bring his hands up to block his – they'd all take it right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're, but they're professionals. They might not be superstars, but they're professionals. They're, they're not – they're making Pogba's salary in the span of – that Pogba's salary in a week in the span of two years. But yeah, that still yeah. makes them professionals. Yeah. Yeah, we have to send Pogba back to the U10, U12 tra- reflex training where you don't put your hands up for everything when you're playing soccer or playing football. <laughs> yes, that's a great way to uh, put him on the next boat to Spain. <laughs> but but it's, a good, it's a good point. I mean, he, somebody needs to get through to him. And, and all I did say, oh, he shouldn't, he shouldn't have done that, but – I don't know. I, if I was his manager, no, I would have No one I fears Oli, though, right now. Like, none of those players fear him. <laughs> yeah, I would, I, would have torn, I would have torn Pogba apart in that dressing room at halftime. Yeah. Players all, feared uh, Mourinho more than they fear Pogba <laughs> than they fear uh, Oli. Yeah. I mean, they, they feared sometimes, What? Oh, I said, yeah, they feared Mourinho, and they, they just stopped – but they stopped playing for him too. Yeah. Interesting time. There's a difference between. Go ahead, Jeremy. Yeah. Sorry, continue. I'm going to have oh. to get back to me. <laughs> well, uh, I think that's it for this episode of <laughs> theater of football i think we're going to go ahead and close the curtains um a lively debate on what will be expected on S- sunday um actually there's one more thing patrick i want to g- ask you a question oh yeah uh so i, I was looking at uh, some some odds you know i like to 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 gamble a little bit we can do that where i live um <laughs> And I was looking at the Man City Norwich match for uh, Sunday, <laughs> and uh, Norwich is uh, thirty-three to one odds to win that match. Is that worth a punt? Would you? Would you, uh, would you? It's worth ten dollars to me. <laughs> yeah, ten dollars. Bring in uh, three hundred and thirty. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. I'd put money on that. That'll be a nice steak dinner when the restaurants reopen. Yeah. And if you go on steak dinner, please take me. <laughs> well, then you, you'll have to put your 10, you have to add $10 to the pot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I okay. That. well, I'll put in $10. So 30 bucks. Do You're it, all putting man. in 30 bucks. That's it. <laughs> J- Jeremy knows my, my usual uh, uh, bet is a dime, 10 cents. <laughs> yep. nice. That's my standard bet, the minimum. Just, just put a zero on that and you'll be good to go. <laughs> or two zeros on that and you'll be good to two, go. Yeah, two zeros, yeah. <laughs> Matt. You got it. 
No, but uh, this time I am going to close the curtains on the theater of football. Uh, thank you all for watching. Um, please let us know in the, the comments section what, uh, what do you expect on Sunday uh, with United and Leicester. And, and really uh, let us know. Uh, we didn't really get into it, but uh, what you think might happen with the relegation battle and uh, what might happen with Chelsea's match with Wolves. So uh, just uh, hit the like button and subscribe and let us know your thoughts in the comments section. Uh, for Patrick and Jeremy, I'm Mike, uh, thank you. Cheers, everyone.